I, I yeah. almost look at him like he's screaming at me going, there's so much more yeah. that I have for you, mm -hmm. but you have to get out of your way and- um, Get out of his and, way. Yeah, just, you have to be willing to take that step in obedience to say, yeah. I am open to what you want me to experience. Your blended family has a 100% chance of success when you do it God's way. We are Blended Kingdom Families, and we want to provide biblical resources to heal and restore families with a message of hope for the next generation. You're fine. Okay. Rock and roll. Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to the Blending Kingdom Families podcast. If you're new here, click that button and subscribe to our channel so that you can be notified anytime we have a podcast or video come out. We would love for you to be a part of this community. I'm excited to get started with you today, babe. It's going to be fun. Yes. A little more relaxed, um, just kind of having a really good start to 2024. Yes. Um, it's going to, I don't know why, th this year feels uniquely different. I, uh, maybe it's because we have an anticipation of our, our family's going to change because Michael's going to go to college this year. Yeah. Um, there's just been a, a really newness about 2024. Yeah, I, you know, it, it definitely is a, a different season because I think there's this expectation or knowing that mm. we're about to, I'm not going to say like lose a family member, yeah. um, but he is no longer going to be in our home every day. Yeah. I'm not going to wake up and see him in the morning before he goes to school and, you know, um, have him come up to the counseling office. Like yesterday yeah. he came up to the office and popped in to see, and it's really going to be one of those relationships where... We have yeah. to become more intentional, so to speak, but at the same time, also give him his freedom. And I'm curious to see how our family is going to adapt to that, yeah. how his little brothers are going to adapt to that, yeah. how we're going to adapt to that. Um, it gives me anxiety just well, thinking about it. Well, it makes me want to cry. So I'm going to try not to cry right now. But it, 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 it's, a, it's an excitement to see like where he's going to go and where the Lord is going to take him and how he's going to use him. Well, I think, you know, and, and, you know, it's funny yesterday I, I sent him a text and I said, you know, this is an exciting finalization for you. It's his yeah. final year, uh, or final semester of high school. And, you know, his brain is already like there. He, he wants to be there and he's excited. Um, he'll be a freshman at Evelyn Christian. So he's yeah. excited for what the opportunities in the world that he's going to live in. I think that yeah. he is just ready to do that. Uh, and our hope and prayer is that, you know, he makes good friends, that he, you know, remembers who we are, you know, all those things that I'm sure as parents, you guys get it when your kids go to college, you're like, please be nice to me and come see me every now and then. Um, but 2024 is going to be an exciting year. Yeah, I'm really excited. I, um, you know, especially with him, I think about like the next nine months and yeah, man, I'm super emotional. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's all right. Well, it's, you know, you've been with this kiddo for 18 years yeah. and, um, I know that you've been a part of his life for the last 10. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's going to be tough, but it's exciting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really exciting. So, um, I do think there's a part, let me ask you this question. Cause I, I know we've had conversations about, it, but there's also a part when that son, you know, or your daughter grows up and you look at it more like, okay. It's not that I'm done parenting, but I'm also kind of starting a collaboration relationship, a friendship yeah. where, you know, you can have different types of conversations. You're able to maybe do different things together. Yeah. Um, 
And so that that part of it is exciting too. Oh, it's really exciting. And, you know, I know that as we were like rounding out 2023, you know, we started praying for our word of the year pretty early. We started praying in November this year and, um, you know, and praying for a word for our family, praying for a word for one another, a word for the ministry. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been so encouraging to just hear the Lord, um, Mm -hmm. especially in this, in the, in the time in December that we had off, um, you know, our team always, we always give our team, you know, the last week off in the month. And so we get, get a good time to be home with our family, but it's also a good time to reflect and, mm-hmm. um, pray and seek the Lord for, for the new year. And, um, one of the things that we've always done and, you know, that we encourage, you know, our community and, mm-hmm. um, and any of our friends and family and, and our kids is, you know, seeking a word from the Lord and, what that means. And for us, it's just uh, something that we can reflect and go back to when we're in those really high, exciting moments when we're watching the Lord do so many things. And also in those really down and low seasons um, where we're, we just need that reminder, okay, God, you said this. And yeah. um, we can hold on to that and we can be reminded in scripture of what he says about that. Mm. Yeah, I, I will say, you know, Vanessa, she starts praying early and reminds me to be like, hey, have you started praying about your word for the year? And, you know, as we reflect, you know, last year, my my word for 2023 was was uncomfortable. And I and I will say it was true. Um, yeah. We we went through, or let me just say me, I went through more uncomfortable seasons during that year than I probably ever have. And, and really, it wasn't. I don't think the word was like, you know, be weary of or be, you know, be scared of being uncomfortable. It was kind of preparing me spiritually, emotionally, physically for, mm-hmm. you know, some challenges that were coming along. And I think for me, it was it was the reminder that, you know, God is still working in me and, and through me. And he told me that, hey, I was going to be uncomfortable this year. Yeah. And um and it was kind of a peaceful feeling. I almost felt very peaceful in that uncomfortability. Yeah. Um, so you'd be, I, I, I'm just using the word surprise. You'd be surprised on how if you seek the Lord in those seasons and say, hey, I'm starting a new calendar year. And I, I said this the other day. I said, I don't know if Jesus knows about the calendar. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't think he looks at it in terms of 12 months or 30 day cycles. And, um, But I do think that we are and we can be mindful of this new start and say, okay, Lord, I'm seeking you mm-hmm. right now and, and and asking you to to give me a word or a phrase or, you know, maybe it speaks differently to you that I can be mindful of for the next 12 months. So your word for 2023 was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And what was the word that the Lord gave you for 2024? Um, so let me kind of preface the story. So Vanessa always asked me, you know, what is your word, and and especially over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, you go through a process with this where you, you know, you maybe you kind of have something come to you and you kind of marinate on that a little bit. And maybe you go to scripture and see if that's confirmed. Um, So I had a couple of things kind of kind of come to me, you know, in in December that I was like, okay, that that sounds right. And then I think. And, I, and you don't know this story. So you asked me this the other day, and I told you, I said, I'm, I'm not ready to tell you. So this is the first time you're going to hear this story. Um, I'm excited. And so I started kind of thinking about this word. And the more I thought about it, the more I, I knew that 
there was something else that God wanted to tell me this year. And so he gave me the word and, and not just the word of action, but the word of, of feeling. Um, and that word is worship. Mm -hmm. And so, and it really kind of, I think, couples with the, the word uncomfortable. Um, and so this is how I kind of thought about it. I think most people can go through life, and I'm just speaking from me here, mm -hmm. uh, but I think a lot of people can go through life and based on their talents or their ability or you know what, what their world looks like, they can kind of go through and, and feel like God is blessing them or you know that you're giving glory. Um, and I think that's a lot of, if you would describe me, that's kind of who I am. Mm -hmm. um, if you know me, then you know that I'm very, um, I, I have a deep reverence for the Holy Spirit and I, and, I, and I try to seek that. But outwardly, I think that people would look at me and say, okay, he's pretty reserved. Mm -hmm. um, especially as it comes to the nature of worship. Mm -hmm. um, and so the Lord just said to me, Scott, I've got something really amazing prepared for you, but I need you to outwardly show me. Mm. I need you to take a step in obedience. And, and I think that I don't, I, I'm still trying to wrestle with what that means, but like, and I'll give you kind of a practical, you know, when we go to church and there's worship going on, um, I don't know what it is about me, but I, I feel the desire to worship in a different way, mm -hmm. but internally almost have like, uh, like roadblocks of yeah. like, you know, don't do this or don't, don't do that. Or, um, you know, and I don't know if it's as much about, you know, I'm worried about what people will say or think. Um, and maybe I'm worried about what you'll say or think. Um, but I just think that the Lord's basically telling me now that you need to understand what worship is. You need to free yourself to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe even the backstory of it is, is, you know, you need to worship when times are good and I'm going to teach you how to worship when times are bad. Yeah. Uh, worshiping through that um, adversity. So it's very uncomfortable for me to go that direction, um, but I'm excited for almost, and I almost, I just envision chains. I envision chains breaking of, 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 of who I am and, and what God wants me to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, through that so well i think format that that's beautiful and i thank you for sharing that with me and everybody well i i don't think i'm alone in that yeah I, I really don't um i think you know one of the things that i've been reminded of and and i don't know why and, and through my counseling and, and the couples that i'm working with this consistent thought of you know men being stronger warriors um for their family and being more outspoken mm -hmm. and being more deliberate in their faith. Yeah. Um, so that's just been something I've, I've seen over and over, you know, as I'm counseling couples and I'm yeah. telling couples this and I'm, all of a sudden it's convicting me that, that maybe I need to step out. So I, and I know there are other people out there that are, that feel that way. I yeah. know there are people out there that feel a constraint for what, it's almost like they feel constraint for what God's going to do for them mm -hmm. because it's, it's, they feel out of control or they maybe they feel mm -hmm. um i don't know what they feel i just i know that people look at it and say i, I know what i want to do yeah but i'm not willing to do it yeah um so yeah 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's like the physical expression of worship and then, you know, you have like the spiritual side mm-hmm. of it. And um, and I will say, I, I remember growing up and um, just not worshiping like outwardly. Mm-hmm. And then I remember there just being this moment of just release at some mm-hmm. point. And I remember that when I just, I don't know, I just, God was like, it's just you and me in here, Mm. you know, whether that's at church or if I'm in my closet or even at home, Mm -hmm. you know, there have been days when the kids have been upstairs playing and I just crank up that worship music Mm. and I'm like, let them see me worship. Mm. Like, how else are they going to learn how, Mm. you know, experiencing the presence of God together and letting them see that. Mm -hmm. I think that is so transformational and life-changing, but there is something so freeing when you get into, when you just recognize, Lord, it's you and me, and I don't care what anybody else thinks about. And you get to experience this moment with them and how that can be so transformational to other people. I've always said, I wish I uh, was able to sing and be a worship leader um, <laughs> because then you can watch the people, you can watch people literally come into the presence of God. Yeah. And that, that in itself is just, that's a miracle and yeah. that's life changing. And so I'm so excited for you because I know you, <laughs> you're my husband. So you're the person that I know the best. Mm. And I know that that that's really that's been something that we've talked about for years, and I'm well, not going to. When we first went to church together, this I I I I remember the first time we went to church together uh, to a church that wasn't you know kind of the way I grew up, and I like I looked over at Vanessa and she was hands up in the air, and I went, oh my gosh, I I don't know who I married. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't I don't do that. Yeah. So and and I, and I I want to say this too. It's not just about you know in a worship assembly or yeah. know, a church that you worship. And yeah. I think that that's, I think that there's more to worship than just Absolutely. in that scenario. I think yeah. that it's about opening your heart to, it's like opening the dam of what God wants to do in your life. I, I always yeah. look at him like he's screaming at me going, there's so much more yeah. that I have for you, mm-hmm. but you have to get out of your way and- um, Get out of his and, way. Yeah. Just you have to be willing to take that step in obedience to say, "Yeah, I am open to what you want me to experience." Yeah. Um. So. No, it's good. What was your word for the year? So my word for last year was trust, which we talked about this in last week's episode. But we talked about uncomfortable trust yeah. or trust the uncomfortable, and um, I really saw that how the Lord mirrored that with each of us because I really had to trust in you. Um, you know, as we co-lead our home together and our, our ministry and our business and stuff. And there was just, man, there was some stuff that hit our family that we just were not expecting. And, um, and it was like, we both kind of borrowed each other's word. Like we were going to trust in what God was doing and it was uncomfortable and it stretched us and it grew us. I think that, I think that that's the thing that, um, I took away from last season was like, gosh, Lord, you did so much growing in us and it was so uncomfortable. But I think that, where the Lord is taking us and just as the body of Christ in general. And we were talking about this with our team yesterday in our meeting when we got back. Mm-hmm. It's just that I think that the Lord is really just um, ushering us into a new place. And in that transition, you're going to feel uncomfortable and you have to trust mm-hmm. in what the Lord is doing. But it's literally like the the things that we have had our hands placed on and attached to. He's like, 
I cannot give you more or take you where I want to take you unless you release it. And for yeah. some of us, like we haven't let go. So it's like he literally had to pull us off of those things. Yeah. And that was painful, but it was also the best thing mm. that we could have experienced. And coming into this new year, um, I'm excited. And the so the word I had last year was trust. And then the word, he gave me three words. And and every year it's kind of been different. Last year um, or two years ago, I had two words. Last year was one word. I've had just a scripture before. Um, but he gave me three words. And um, the the first word that I got, and it's and this was, I, I'll say like my word word, is untethered. Mm. And when I looked up the meeting, it was to be released from. And I, I see how he's already doing that in certain areas of our lives. And I truly believe that um, being becoming untethered to different things and becoming tethered to him and only him and um, uh, and really consecrating yourself to the Lord, myself to the Lord, what that is going to look like in this new season in our marriage and our family and with our kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited for it. I think of a boat that's been tied to a dock. Mm. And when you untether it, it floats out into the water and the water takes it mm-hmm. to a different place and to a different destination. You you don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that is so exciting. And mm. um, it reminds me of Psalm 4610, be still and know. It's And, and it, it's the verse that's let go to know. You mm. have to let go in order to know what God has for you and where he wants to take you. Um, and then the other word, the third word that I got, um, this is, I, I believe a word for our family because the Lord actually woke me up, um, the night of the full moon in November Mm. and the night of the full moon in December. And Mm. I woke up both nights and went to the window and we have a chair by our window and I sat and looked out and it was a full moon. And I just asked him, I was like, Lord, what do you want to say? And he was like, fullness. And Mm. he said, you will you will walk in my fullness and experience my fullness in this year in all aspects. And I remember journaling about it that morning and writing about it. And then that afternoon, I went into your office and we were talking about our words for the year. Yeah. And you go, I keep hearing fullness. I keep hearing fullness. And I just had to laugh because yeah. I literally was up that morning looking at this full, full moon, beautiful moon. And the Lord was talking to me about fullness and he was talking to you about that. And mm-hmm. Just seeing how for our family and, you know, again, like we were talking about the season with Michael and where we're going with our littles and um, mm-hmm. it's it's exciting. And so, um, you know, I know that a lot of us that are listening, there's probably some things that we've held on to for way too long. Yeah. And um, it's time to release those things. You got to let go to know what God has for you and to the places that he's going to take you. The untethered as it relates to blended families is, I mean, that is such a heavy burden to be tied to, you yeah. know, and, and tying to past pain, tying to your mistakes, tying to, you know, every regret that you've ever had. Yeah. And you just feel like this anchor to it. Um, and, yeah. and God doesn't want that. He doesn't want that for you. doesn't want it for your family. Um, yeah. So I, I love that. I, I think you and you've said this before when you talk about like radical obedience and and mm-hmm. things that you're just like you know what don't know don't care yeah running towards and these are things that as I think as just people sometimes it's a hard those are hard things to yeah to do because we're sometimes tied or tethered to the things that we're maybe make us feel comfortable even if they're not good 
Yeah. And I think that's, I think so many of us have just been in this comfortable place and it's served us for a season, but it's no longer serving us anymore. And that can be relationships. It can be partnerships. It can be, um, uh, feelings. It can be bitterness or unforgiveness that you've Mm. been holding on to and releasing those things and truly releasing them. It, mm. it, and here's the thing, like, it feels like you're dying. I remember last season, like literally like a dying to self, just being like, God, this does not feel good. Like, I, I mm. feel like I'm dying. I feel like everything is being sucked out of me and there is nothing left and just feeling yeah, just uncomfortable. And it was, it was awful. And the Lord's like, good, good, yeah. because it's not, it, it's a, it's the old self is dying, but like Vanessa hasn't died, right? Like it's, I am truly bringing you into who your authentic self is into this season. So all of that stuff that you've held onto and that you've been holding onto, we've got to let that go. And there's an old self of Vanessa that has to die Mm. in order for me to fully walk into the authentic person that God has created me to be as wife to you, mm-hmm. mom to our boys, leader to the ministry, you know, daughter, friend. And I don't know, I just want to encourage anybody that's listening. Yeah. You know, I know there's so many of us out there that are, that, that probably feel that. Well, I think the majority of people feel that. I, yeah. I really do. I think that you, you know, the more people that I interact with, the more people I counsel, the more times I even look at myself, you know, we, we have so many things available to us as Christians, um, but we choose not to acknowledge them. Yeah. We just choose not to. And I'll go back to my analogy. If, if, if God is screaming from the heavens and saying, just please drop what you're trying to carry and let me put something else mm-hmm. in your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we just acknowledge that that is possible, that our way may not be the best way and that we may not be listening to the Holy Spirit as he's trying to talk to us. I think Mm -hmm. if we can acknowledge that, we can move forward and we can grow and we can become something new and unique every year that that keeps growing. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. And so, you know, those were our words for the year, but you know, we, we always talk about just encouraging everybody at the beginning of the year. And again, yeah. it gives you something to hold on to and to, to, um, find hope in when you're yeah. in those seasons that you can go back, back to. And it, what's interesting is I look at my previous words and I look at your previous words mm. and I see like where we've come from and how God's hand has been in it the entire way and what he's done to get us to where we're at and what we're doing. And I'm like, Lord, you're just so good. And so, well, and there's something special about doing that as a married couple. Yeah, this is not. Um, well, and as a blended family, as a family, you 100%. know, doing that together. But God put you and your spouse together for a reason. Uh, he didn't put you guys together and then say, "Okay, I want you to separate completely uh, your faith and, and your worship or your, yeah. your your relationship with me." That's that He created marriage to be the closest relationship we have on earth, yeah. as a mirror image to the way He loved us. And I think I would just encourage if you're listening and, you know, if there's something you've never done, take a step. Yeah. Try something new. Um, be a version of what you want um, in your marriage or as a spouse. So have that, you know, maybe it's an awkward conversation. I don't know what kind of conversation it is. Yeah. 
you know, but have that conversation with your spouse and say, hey, listen, let's let's pray for a word this year. Yeah. Um, let's try to step out. And even if that word makes us feel somewhat uncomfortable or maybe it makes us feel even scared or maybe it makes us feel incredibly optimistic yeah. uh, about what God's doing in our marriage and through us and in our family. I think that if you try it and take a step, I think that you'll find that uh, year after year you get conditioned to, you know, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to grow this year. God wants us to grow. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely an exercise. No, that's good. We want to also ask that if you haven't already, please take an opportunity to subscribe to our channel. We would love to include you into our community. Uh, you can also leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you're liking this or if you'd like us to cover something else, please let us know. You can also email us at info at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. I also want to tell you about some resources. Uh, if you're a blended family and you need help, BKF, we have our own coaching program. Uh, that is conducted by Vanessa, myself, or a combination, or somebody in our ministry. And we'd love just to connect with you one-on-one, uh, whether you are uh, in Florida or New York or wherever you're at. Uh, we have available resources that can connect you with a coach that can help you, guide you through whatever challenges that you have going on right now. We also have some new resources that are coming out. Launching on January 17th, is our new book uh, called Back to Court. So myself, Vanessa, and our dear friend, uh, Dennis Brewer, who is a family law attorney for 30 years, we wrote a guide that will help you as you navigate a litigation season. So if this is something you find yourself in and you're faced with a lawsuit or modification, this is a book that really goes an A to Z uh, just manual for how to do that in a way that is not only practical, but also biblical. Last thing is groups. If you are feeling like you want community, we have blended and redeemed groups all over the nation. We also would love to see in 2024 more online groups. So if you'd like to join a group or host a group, email us at info at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Tell us about you. We'd love to connect with you personally, get you plugged into a group, or help you start a group and so you can start encouraging other people. Guys, this is going to be an unbelievable year. We cannot wait to do all of this with you. Um, So we hope you plug into those resources, and we will talk to you soon. Hey friends, so glad you were here with us today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Join us again next time as we talk about more blended family topics. Be blessed in all that you do and remember, nothing will be impossible with God.